Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend. As promised, this is the first episode in my series on manifestation, Manifesting 101. A while back, I decided that it would be incumbent upon me to do a series entitled Manifesting 101, where I can talk about the ins and outs of manifesting, provide you with some definitions, some basic concepts, and especially make you familiar with my particular perspective. So as I talk about the manifesting process, law of attraction, energy, there is a framework by which you can understand where I'm coming from. Most people's introduction to law of attraction and manifesting, creating your reality, came from the movie The Secret. And then there was, I guess, a follow-up book called (laughs) The Secret. And The Secret is no real secret. It talks about the law of attraction, that your thoughts create things, that your thoughts give rise to manifestations in the universe. This idea, the concept of the law of attraction, has been around easily, at least in print, for over 150 years. And if you want to go back even further, we could point to the Bible where Jesus was recorded saying, well, recorded in print, that is, he was recorded saying, ask and you shall receive, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Now, this doesn't specifically talk to the principle of law of attraction, but it does point to the idea that we can manifest what we want in the world by asking for it, by directing our thoughts, by being open to receive. Because frankly, if you knock on a door, you're expecting someone to open it, are you not? That someone is on the other side? Well, in this first episode, I'm going to talk about the process of manifesting, what it is, what it might not be, and kind of give you an introduction to what will follow. Now, I realized, too, as I began recording this, that it would be helpful for me to create a checklist, a handout, a little guide. Because I don't know about you, but I find it helpful to actually hold something in my hand, to look at it and read it. I like the printed word. I love podcasts. I love to hear things. But when I solidify that by also referring to something that's printed out, It actually makes the lessons, makes the message a lot more real for me. So I'm going to write this. I haven't written it yet, and I don't know when you're going to get to this recording, get to this audio message, but it might be already created. It already already might be manifested in physical form. So at any rate, go to yesdaniel.com, and you'll either be able to get on a wait list or actually get uh, the guide downloaded right to your inbox. Also, there's one other thing I wanted to mention uh, before I get into the message today, is that I'm not sure exactly how many episodes there's going to be. I have an idea that there's going to be five to six, but there might be more. I'm just going to be open to the universe, downloading information to me, prompting me to record something else. So the intention, at least on my end, is to have a series, the next series of episodes, all be about manifesting, law of attraction. So you might be asking, who am I to be talking about the law of attraction and manifesting? Yes, who am I indeed? 
Well, I'm a peak performance coach. I actually, for a living, I assist people in getting from here to there, actually manifesting the impossible, manifesting a high performance expression in their life and business. I've been a long-term meditator. Now, I have to tell you, when I say long-term, it's been well over 30 years that I've been a formal meditator. But there's something that goes on in the psyche when you realize that you are not your thoughts. I mean, you have thoughts, you have a mind, but your mind is meant to be there as a servant, not to guide you around, not for you to be subservient to the impulses of your mind. You're meant to master your mind. So I've been on this spiritual path for a long time, well over 50 years. And to me, it's been a pursuit of pleasure to find and discover the mysteries of the universe. And I have to admit, at the heart of it is a very selfish endeavor. I wanted to manifest an amazing, marvelous, fantastic life for myself. And so I had to learn the secrets for myself. And they're not necessarily secrets, but they're not taught to the general public. And in some circles, this could be considered part of the occult sciences or parapsychology. And depending on who you're talking to, even pseudoscience. So I guess this brings up a point that I should point out right now. As you proceed, as you listen to this, as you investigate law of attraction, manifesting practices, is that you don't necessarily want to prove it as true, but you do want to validate it in your experience. You see, as long as the process works, as long as it gets an effect for you, gets the result for you, it doesn't matter if it's true, quote unquote, or false. Because if you listen to the episode just before this, I talk about how we create reality, how we take the world out there and repackage it in our head. We create a map or a model of reality. So if you consider the scientific process, the scientific process is just a model to get to a certain result. And hopefully uh, it weeds out a lot of the variability in getting to a specific result. It's It tries to prove or disprove certain ideas, concepts, in order to have some grasp of reality. Even so, the scientific model is still a model. It's a framework, and it has its place, and there are things in the universe that it cannot measure. We don't have the ability to measure it. So while it works in some situations, it does have its limits. And so just because something cannot be proved by the scientific method does not mean that it is not real, quote-unquote. It does not mean that it does not exist. It just means that it doesn't fit inside that particular model or framework. So first I want to talk about what is manifesting. If we look at the dictionary, it's to bring something into existence to where it is evident, seen. But what you're going to learn is a lot of things that we manifest cannot be seen. They're felt. So in that regard, to make it evident, because we can ascertain and check in with our feelings, when we make it evident to ourselves, it's also considered a manifestation. Now, obviously, most people want to manifest things in their driveway, into their bank account, into their home, or into their life to where they can actually utilize them. We'll address all that in more detail down the road. But just understand that some of the things that we manifest or bring into existence, 
you can't necessarily point to in time and space, but it is a manifestation nonetheless. So I'd like to share a little bit more about me, just from where I'm coming from. Back in 1991, I had a cracked tooth, and it was bothering me, it was sore, and I ended up going to a dentist to have it checked out. And it was determined that I needed a crown right away. And they asked me if I could wait an hour, they could actually fit me in and have a crown put on that broken tooth. So I'm in the chair and they give me the shot, the shot of Novocaine. And they said that, you know, they'll come back in five minutes and it should be thoroughly numb so they can start drilling. Well, they come back and they start drilling and I can feel it. I can feel the drill. And they said, oh, that's, that's not right. And they gave me another shot and they came back five minutes later and they started drilling again. And I could still feel the drill. Now, it wasn't causing pain at that point, but I could feel the vibration. And so they ended up giving me another shot. And they came back in five more minutes. Well, long story short, I could still feel them drilling. So they ended up giving me gas, nitrous oxide also. So I have the mask on and they start drilling and everything seems to be pretty cool. But suddenly I have this feeling of like rage, like I just, like I feel like I'm just going to bolt up out of the chair. I like, I can't sit there any longer. I just have to move. And it like was intense. And, you know, they had a drill in my mouth. So I had to overcome that. And I've studied hypnosis and trance and meditation for a long time. So I began putting myself in a trance in addition to having the gas. Well, I was able to calm myself down in about 15 minutes, and then I went somewhere else. My consciousness went somewhere else, and I was actually shown how we create reality. All the ins and outs of it, I knew everything I needed to know. I felt like I had the secrets of the universe right in the palm of my hand. It turns out that getting this crown put on my tooth was a two and a half hour ordeal. I was told that my roots are extremely deep. I guess I have a substantial jaw. And so they had to do a lot of extra work in order to clear out that tooth so they could repack it and put a, a, a crown on. And every now and then they would ask me if I'm doing okay. And I would nod, yes, I'm doing okay. Wasn't talking. And in my mind, I was just thinking, keep me here. I love this place. I love this space. Well, eventually they were done with the tooth, and I, I went and paid, and I went out to my car. And I can remember sitting there, just like this holy cow, oh my gosh, feeling like I knew it all. And as these things typically go, when you have a mystical experience and get back into the normal flow of life, of well, the flow of quote-unquote normal life, a lot of these mystical ideas, this mystical insight starts to drift away. I was losing contact with it. It was harder and harder to remember. Yet I knew in my heart, in my, in my being, that I got the download. I knew the information. Yet it wasn't necessarily available. And then I spent the next 20 years reclaiming that information. And so as a consequence, I have a particular point of view. And it's in alignment with a lot of the things that you can read out there, the things that you can glean from other sources, but there might be some things in here that you might not hear anywhere else because I do have a particular perspective.
And one of those perspectives is why are we here? Why do we incarnate? Now, you probably heard we are a spiritual being immersed in the human experience, and that is absolutely true. But why would we incarnate? Why would it, what would be the purpose of incarnating in a physical form? If we were already aspects of God, God is all that is, why would we be in a physical body? Well, I see the purpose of our life is to expand God's awareness. God's God is all that is, awareness of itself. So if you are consciousness, or if you are God, God is all that is, and in your self-awareness, you knew everything. You were the infinite. You were the Alpha and the Omega and everything in between. But you knew that there was something more, something possible that lied just outside of your current state of awareness. What would you do? How would you set about to come to know yourself? Well, you would create circumstances where there is contrast. You would create duality. Because if you're all that is, that is unity. And that's one of the primary laws of the universe, is that we are all one. There is only one. Yet we are aspects of the whole, just like a drop is an aspect of the ocean. The ocean is still contained in that drop. And so part of this journey to know ourselves, for God to know itself, is for us to get to our bones, to have the experience here on the planet Earth, and that we get to our bones, that our energy, translated into feelings, thoughts, and actions, creates our experience, creates our perception of reality. So one of the foundational tenets underneath that when I said, when you get that your energy translated into thoughts, feelings, emotions, and behaviors creates our reality, we need to have a little understanding about energy. Well, quantum scientists tell us, Einstein even said it, everything is energy. Now, when I was in school, they actually made a distinction that there was a difference between matter and energy. But what they're saying today from a scientific perspective is that everything is energy, vibrating at different rates, different frequencies, but everything at its base level is energy. There is no distinction between energy and matter. So from the context that everything is energy, then understanding energy is everything. We are going to dedicate an entire episode to vibration, frequency, and energy. And one thing I want to add on to this, this little conversation right now about energy is that you have a particular energetic signature that is identified as you. And as such, the things that you think about, the things that you call into existence that you want to manifest are identified and matched up to your vibration. Somebody else is not going to get your manifestations. You are the one that will receive all that you create. Another thing that we need to understand about manifestation is that it's not happening sometimes. It is happening all the time. You are manifesting, attracting everything into your life, good, bad, and the ugly. Whatever's showing up is a vibrational match for what you're putting out. So part of this series, hopefully I can teach you how to become more intentional about the vibration that you're offering up. So you're calling in the things that you do want and not the things that you don't particularly want. 
You see, that's a complaint that a lot of people have around the secret and manifesting is that they, they're telling me that it's not working for them. They're not manifesting. You know, they have intentions. They have things they want to bring into their life, but it's just not happening. Like, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? So once you understand that you are always manifesting, you cannot not manifest. You just have to look at what's showing up as an indicator of what your vibrational offering is. You see, that's law of attraction in a nutshell. Like attracts like. Like energy attracts like energy. Now, you've probably heard in science about magnetism and opposites attract. Even sometimes people, opposites, you know, opposite personalities seem to attract. But in the context of magnets, not everything is magnetized. Not everything is attracted by a magnet. And what is attracted by a magnet is just the polar opposite of the same thing. So it's like the two sides of a coin. When you consider one side of the coin, then the other side of the coin, then it's a unified whole. And as far as the relationships go, I'll address that in the episode on relationships, manifesting the relationship that you want, whether you're in a relationship already or you're not. Speaking of the upcoming episodes, what are the different areas I'm going to address? Well, like I said, I'm going to address frequency, vibration, energy, which is one of the areas of manifestation that's in our control. We can actually create and manifest a particular vibration, manifest a level of energy. The primary manifestation we create in this journey as a human being is our self-concept. Who are we? What is our relationship to reality? Our self-concept, our self-identity is our first manifestation. Now, a lot of people think that whoever they are is who they are. It's a result of their upbringing, a result of their past and the decisions, and they've arrived at a certain framework about who they are in the world. Well, I come from the context that you can recreate every aspect of your life. I've done it for myself, and it's one of the things that I teach in my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self, but more about that way down the road. But your self-concept, your self-identity is your primary and most important manifestation. It decides how much you're able to receive. What is your capacity to receive? Do you consider yourself to live in a safe universe or is it a dangerous universe? Are you tied into scarcity or are you open to abundance? See, these are all decisions we make about our relationship to reality and what we believe about the world. And our self-concept is the algamation of our beliefs, our priorities or values or guiding principles, and then the habits and the behaviors that we've adopted. Now, most of these ideas about ourselves have been handed to us. We've inherited it or we've adopted it from other people's perspectives about who we are and who we can be. Well, I'm telling you that you can be anyone you want. You can be any way you want in the world. For the most part, who people know themselves to be has been generated from the outside in. Outside perspectives, other people telling us who we are, what's possible. Your real power comes when you get to choose who you are for the world. Who are you going to be? What what behaviors do you want to have? What personality attributes? What do you choose to believe about the world? Who do you choose to be? Again, it's not given by your past. It's who you decide you want to be right 
now, and you continually recreate yourself every day. The problem with most people is they basically take what they created yesterday and drag it into today and then push it out into the future. So if it's not been evident so far in my description of the self-concept, the other things that we manifest are our thoughts, where we choose to put our focus, our emotional set point, what we are feeling at any given moment. And this is a concept that sometimes confuses people. Those intangible things, those things you can't necessarily put your hands on, those feelings, those ways of being, how you carry yourself, how you're vibing in the world, that, my friend, is a manifestation and one of the more powerful manifestations. And again, you're here to get to your bones that how you utilize your energy and translate it into emotions, feelings, thoughts, behaviors creates your reality. And then you take responsibility for that. When you accept that you're the captain of your ship, then you can create anything in your experience. The ceiling to your potential in that domain is determined when you say, I can't. The other things that we manifest as a result of managing our self-concept and our energy are the events and circumstances in our life. The people that are in our lives, we draw them to us. And also, when they're in our life, how we perceive them is a manifestation. Sometimes we think that people are acting a particular way, but we're attracting that behavior out of them. And again, we'll talk more about that when we have the episode on manifesting relationships. The other thing that we manifest is our health and well-being, our body. But for most people, it's something that they acquiesce to, kind of a default. It just is what it is. You know, they put food in there and they have certain behaviors and movements and it kind of is what it is. I have the body I have. Well, we manifest our health and well-being. We create it through our thoughts. We manifest it through our behaviors. And we have ultimate power over our ability to heal and our ability to invite illness in. Now, this becomes a slippery slope for a lot of people. They get hung up on the law of attraction. But what about all these other scenarios? And we'll address this when we get the episode on health and well-being. But just kind of put that aside for now and consider that your thoughts and behaviors produce a particular result in your body. How you think about illness, how you think about wellness, how much sleep you're getting, which is also an extension or a manifestation from your mind and choices. So we'll have episodes addressing all those major components, but we'll also have episodes on some of the nuances of manifesting, the nuances of cultivating different perspectives, different mindsets, different intentions. How do you hold that? How, what are some rituals and ceremonies that you can create to help focus the mind, focus the energy, to help bring things into you faster? And then we'll also address the idea that some people have. They don't know what they want to create. They don't know what they want to draw into their life. So we'll address that. We'll address creating a dreams list and how to identify the things that you really want and what have you adopted from the culture, from other people. And we've adopted a lot from other people, ideas from the advertising world for, you know, what is an ideal life. You'll get to hone in and discover and decide for yourself what is it that you want to create independent of outside influence. And sometimes it's a lot less than you think. And other times 
It's a lot more than you've considered. Now, as I bring this first episode to a close, I need to say this, that everything that I've done, every episode I've talked about in the line self is all about manifesting. It's all about creating the life that you want, taking charge of your life. And so even though this is going to be a series specifically talking about the manifesting process, each and everything that I do, each and everything that I talk about on The Aligned Self is connected to manifesting, creating the life that you want. The Aligned Self talks about aligning your heart with your mind and your body, living an expression that is congruent with who you want to be, also with a sense of integrity, not from a moral standpoint, but the sense of an integrous whole, whole, complete, and perfect, imperfectly perfect. So hang on your hat. We're about to take off. This is the first stop along the way of a whole series. And I suggest strongly you go to yesdaniel.com and sign up for the workbook, the worksheet, whatever I'm going to produce. So you have something in your hands, tangible, that you can refer to again and again. So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 